0: Hi friends, happy Wednesday! Welcome back to another episode of Girls with the Fruit Tats. I'm Brianna, and today I am bringing you my very first solo episode. Two episodes ago, Diana came out with a solo episode of her own. It was all about thrift shopping and where to go to find the good stuff and what to look for. So if you need some tips on thrift shopping, please, please, please go listen to her episode. Today, I will be talking all about careers, It's a topic everyone in their 20s has some relationship with. The idea that we suddenly have to figure everything out now that we're done with school or now that we're officially adults. And in the past five months or so, I've really been leaning into learning how to figure it all out. I'm not gonna promise you that I have all the answers, but I've definitely learned a lot of things through the experiences I've had so far, and I'm excited to share them with you. My intentions for this episode are to share my story in hopes that I can make people going through similar things feel less alone share what's worked for me so far, and provide some actionable steps, tips, and resources that can help you on your journey. We have a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Okay, so one PSA I want to share right off the top is that you're not alone if you feel stuck or unsure about your career path. It's become way more normal in today's society to feel that way for a few different reasons. One of the things I think is a main contributor is social media and technology as a whole. There's way, way, way more options now for what a career even is and what you can do for your job and how you can make a living. You can literally start a business through Instagram or start making a product and sell it on Etsy pretty easily. And I don't think that our parents or our grandparents' generations had all those options. I think that there was a much smaller list of things that they could be doing with their lives. And now we have lots of them. And that's good and bad, but we'll get into that a little bit later. The other thing I think is we see what more people are up to. There's way more room for comparison. We're scrolling and scrolling and it seems like everyone's buying a house or getting engaged or having babies or has the perfect dream job or doesn't even seem to work and just travels all the time. There's a lot of room for Making up what might be going on behind the scenes, and there's just a lot of stuff that we don't actually know about. And then the second thing is the changing times. Nowadays, we're a lot of us are looking for more out of our careers. We want fulfillment, we want to make a difference, we want to feel happy at work, we want to go as far as to say we love what we do, and I just don't think it was always like that. Um, As you probably know by now, we're doing a book club this month. Uh, We're reading The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. And even just in the introduction and the foreword, she talks a lot about the science behind this and the research behind why things are so different for 20-somethings, as she calls them. 20-somethings now versus decades ago. And there's just a lot of factors that play into the fact that we're looking for more out of our work. It's not just a means to an end. It's not just a way to put food on the table. It's, I mean, something we spend such a huge percentage of our life doing that, well, we want to love it, which, I mean, makes sense to me. Obviously, things come up with family members or older people in your life who might not understand this, but just know that it's, totally normal to feel like you want more out of your work and it is kind of a new idea so with those two reasons the social media and the changing times a lot of people feel stuck feel like they want to switch gears and just feel really unsure overall about where they're headed career wise so that brings me to an overview of what i've been up to the past three years saying it out loud i literally can't even believe that i've been graduated for almost three years but somehow i have And I mean, you could argue that COVID stole a year of our lives that we'll never get back. But either way, I graduated in 2018 and we're coming up on three years of being out of school. So my timeline. Like I said, I graduated in spring of 2018. As you might know already, Diana and I were both hospitality management majors. I wanted to go into the event and wedding planning space. So I took a seasonal job in Martha's Vineyard and was a wedding coordinator there. That was great, felt like a dream job at the time, have always wanted to live on the vineyard, took a seasonal role because I had more long-term plans, Um, so I moved back home in October, it was only May through October, and then I was a server at a corporate restaurant that I won't name, wasn't the best experience I've ever had, Uh, but I did that for six months so I could save enough money to move to Spain with my boyfriend Dimitri in April of 2019, As you may know because you know me or you know because you listened to the relationship episode that came out in February, quick plug, we ended up breaking up while we were over there and it cut my trip really short and I moved home again in August. Um, Then I served some more because I felt stuck and didn't know what I wanted to do because I knew I didn't want to do the wedding planning thing anymore and I'll get into why a little bit later. But I just was like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? So I got a server job because you can't beat that money. And I decided to take some more time to figure out what the hell I was going to do next. So while that was happening, I was doing some networking and I took a job with a local fitness company that I've talked about before that I was so obsessed with at the time. And it felt like a great opportunity that just literally fell in my lap. And I was like, I want to work for a female-owned business. I I'm really passionate about fitness in my personal life, and maybe that's an avenue that could become a career. I was super open-minded at the time, and I kind of still am, but we're not talking about the present right now. Super open-minded about what it is I wanted to do. I was just starting to get more clear about what my values were. Uh, So then COVID comes into the picture and really messes things up, obviously. Um, But I kept looking for things in the interior design field because ultimately that's what I decided I wanted to do next. I just kind of had to pick something. Um, and then I found a job in that space. Again, you might already know that if you listen to this podcast. but if you're new here, welcome. I was a home stager for a while. I say was because I may or may not have put in my two weeks today. <laughs> so things are all over the place, as you can see. I feel like maybe that overview seems like it should take more than three years. We're living in different places. We're serving at different restaurants. we're working different jobs. We're in all different fields. It's been kind of a roller coaster, but one thing I want to say is everyone has their own timeline, and I know that's thrown around in quote graphics on Instagram and podcasts you might listen to, but... It really is true. Everyone has their own timeline. Like, if I look at my Facebook friends or people I follow on Instagram that graduated with me, people are so all over the place. Some people are married already. Some people have a kid or two already. Some people have been working for the same company since they graduated, and that's how they're able to buy a house. I mean, people are all over the place, and then some people like me still don't really know what's going on, and that's okay. Um... I just really urge you to not feel like you have to do a certain thing by a certain age and I still fall guilty to this now. Like you'll hear Diane and I talk about 30 and like all these things I want to have by 30, but it might not work out that way. I just have such a different vision now about like what ages are what and even if you're 30, like there's still so much time and that's one thing that I always have to remind myself. Even though 25 turning in a few days, might feel ancient at the moment. There's really so much time left to figure things out. And I think most people listening are likely in a similar age demographic as me, but even if you're not, if you're not in your 20s, there's still so much time. I've even helped my mom map out ways she could make an industry change if she wanted to, and obviously she's not in her 20s. I think that it's always possible if you want it bad enough, and more importantly sometimes, if you're willing to make sacrifices for it. I think people are unhappy with what they do for work, especially as they get older and then they want to be able to do something else, but they don't want to make any sacrifices for it. Well, if you've been in your industry for 10 years, 15 years, obviously you're going to have to take a pay cut if you move to something else that you don't have any experience in. And there's a learning curve and maybe you have to take some courses or a certification or get another degree. There's definitely sacrifices involved when it comes to switching gears but you just kind of have to be down for that and know that it's what you want. Another thing that's really helped me through this confusing and uncertain time in my life is that every step you take is a step in the right direction. As someone who just had a really exciting opportunity in a new field that I was really excited about turned out to not be all it originally seemed, I'm still glad, or at least still accepting, of the steps that I took. And I look at all the positives that it's given me. I know that this episode isn't about manifestation or spirituality and we have episodes on that too if you're interested. But I really think one of the things that's helped me over the past year or more is just trusting that things will work out. And here's the catch. If I'm putting the right energy out there, I just feel like people can get stuck. And again, the book, The Defining Decade. Uh, She's a therapist who talks about some of her patients that are in their 20s and people just feel stuck. They feel like they're in an ocean and they don't know which way to go and they don't even know what one direction will even bring them to. And I definitely get that, but you need to go somewhere. Every single step you take is a step in the right direction. I just think that being in that space of there's so many things I could do, I have no idea which is best. It's just... It's a waste of time honestly and and I spent a little bit of time there for sure but as I was still working on what do I envision myself doing and I was tossing around these different ideas of like what I wanted long term and I felt like I was putting the right energy out there like I just kept saying to myself even when I didn't believe it at first like I know that it'll work out I know that I have the background and the resume and the skills to end up somewhere that I actually want to be And I just had to keep saying that to other people, to myself, writing it in journals, until I finally believed it. So some of the ways I was putting the right energy out there um, and examples, in my opinion, of the universe giving me that good energy back is a networking event I went to in Boston in October of 2019, so only a few months after I moved home from Spain, and it seemed really cool. And actually, the CEO of the company I work for now, the female owned fitness company, was the keynote speaker. And that's what drew me to it to begin with. I loved her. I was so inspired by her. And I was like, I'm going to go to this. None of my friends who I would invite to this kind of thing were available. And I was like, am I really going to drive into the city and go to this event by myself? And I might be an outgoing person, but this still sort of felt out of my comfort zone. Also, sidebar, this was an opportunity where Diana, living in the same place, would have been really key, but she doesn't. Back in the UNH days, we were out there killing networking events together. So I ended up going alone. I said, who knows who I'd meet? Who knows what opportunities might be there? I need to just take every opportunity. So I went and I ended up meeting this really cool girl who lived just a few towns over from me, was the exact same grade and age as me, uh, was also in an acapella group in college and studied abroad in Barcelona. Like, it felt honestly a little spooky. I was like, are we the same person or... And she was there alone too, which felt so crazy. So we sat next to each other and we got a glass of wine together and we exchanged information and she was just so nice And that, to me, felt like meeting her was the universe saying, it's good that you came. And some of you might be rolling your eyes being like, oh, my God, I didn't know this was going to get woo woo. I thought this was about careers. But I really, truly felt like that was the universe being like, you made the right call. Keep putting yourself out there and, you know, we'll keep rewarding you. Another example of that is a few months later in February, I went to a workout class, again by the same woman, in Boston with my cousin. I had been to several of them before. Again, really look up to the CEO of the company I work for and just think she's a boss-ass bitch because she is. And so I loved going to these workout events uh, pre-COVID, obviously. 300 women all wearing the same kind of leggings, working out in the same place I had my prom. I mean... It's a dream come true for me. So I'm like riding the wave, so excited, feeling the vibes. And she was talking and I had this idea about how to make her community more accessible to one another. So she does like photos after and she talks to people. And long story short, I went up to her and told her my idea and she liked it. And she told me to go talk to someone else that works for the company. And I recognized her from the store near my house and I retold her my idea. And she was like, we're hiring, by the way. If you're interested, I think I recognize you from the store, like, coming in sometimes. I was like, oh my god, yeah. And little did she know, I was just serving at the time, trying to figure out what was next. Yeah, I'll take a job. And again, it just felt like if I keep going to the things that feel aligned with what I like and the people I want to be around and, I don't know, just the things that I feel passionate about, job opportunities can literally come out of nowhere. So that was an experience that, again, just sort of reinforced the idea that if I just kept putting myself up there, kept talking to people, eventually the right thing would come up. Then I took this job and kind of a weird thing happened at work and it made me start to look for other jobs. And that night I was so upset about what happened and an awesome job posting in the interior design kind of world showed up. Perfect for people wanting to learn the business, like great starting position for people, blah, blah, blah. And then I got that job. It just felt like every single thing was a stepping stone to the next thing. And I, like I said, I got that job. And that didn't turn out to be everything that I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. And I, like I said earlier, may or may not have put my two weeks in today because I have new things on the horizon. But now I have an experience. I have an experience with something related to design and who knows what that might do for me? Who knows the connections that I might be able to get to from the people that I met doing this job? Even though it was pretty disappointing to see that it wasn't everything I expected, like, I, I just can't help but hold on to the things that were positive um, as I move on to the next thing. And so many things that I learned. I learned how to have a conversation about Raises and getting more responsibility in my role. And that was a hard thing. And I had to do a lot of research and plan that out. And now I know that next time I have to talk to an employer about something like that, I'm going to be more comfortable. So that's just one example of positive things that have happened from that. All this to say that it's all part of this big journey. Take a shot. And it all becomes a positive if you have the right mindset about it. So you might be sitting there like, okay that's your story, what the hell am I actually supposed to do? Now I'm going to move into the actionable steps and the things that have really worked for me, besides putting your energy in the right places, because I still think that's huge. The whole first section of the defining decade is all about work in relation to 20-somethings, which couldn't have been more convenient for this episode. Uh, I'm just going to read one little section that's talking about the risk of staying in the unknown for too long again being overwhelmed by the options um so they're talking about it in terms of having like an identity crisis and not making any steps and not getting what she's calling identity capital so the book says researchers who have looked at how people resolve identity crises have found that lives that are all capital and no crisis all work and no exploration, feel rigid and conventional. On the other hand, more crisis than capital is a problem too. As the concept of identity crisis caught on in the United States, Erickson himself, the guy who created the term identity crisis, warned against spending too much time in disengaged confusion. He was concerned that too many young people were, quote, in danger of becoming irrelevant. That really jumped out at me because especially in a COVID world, there's a lot of people who might have been unemployed or might have not had the motivation to find what their next step was, which I can totally understand. But it just validated the thought I already had of you have to just keep moving forward because if you don't, you're just missing out on opportunities that other people are getting that, you know, they can speak to in an interview and now you can't because you haven't made any moves, haven't made any decisions. And I also really liked that quote because it says that all capital and no crisis isn't great either so it's not only normal but it's actually good to be really exploring what your options are and considering what you want out of life and you know having a little bit of this crisis to begin with in my experience the first step to getting out of this state of confusion is creating real options for yourself when i moved home from spain and knew i didn't want to stay in the hospitality world i felt definitely overwhelmed by just all these ideas I had for jobs I might like to have in the future in different industries and really just on completely different pages. But I needed to, you know, write down or have in my head a few real tangible options that were available to me at that time. And I just decided to pick interior design. So I ended up networking and I'll get into that in a minute, but it just you have to pick something. (laughs) So another thing that can be really helpful for this is getting some professionals involved. I've had the pleasure of having some sessions with a life coach who happens to be one of my best friend's moms, shout out Paige. Um, her name is Amanda and I will definitely put her Instagram and website in the show notes so you can have a session with her for yourself if you feel like that could be really helpful, but I'm not going to give it all away because that's what you pay professionals for, but when we were talking about how to have a conversation with my boss and what if I was going to do if that didn't go well, she sent me this options worksheet where you fill out I think it's like three to five different options and there's just a lot of really good questions that help you sit in this idea and imagine what it would feel like to actually do that thing and what resources you already have that could help you do that and obviously a pros and cons list and just really helped me figure out what certain options would look like and I only finished one full one and I ended up going in that direction. I'm like, yeah, this actually has way more pros than I thought it did. Um, So a life coach or a career coach or even a career change coach, because that's a thing too, um, can really be helpful to get an objective opinion, a professional opinion, and help guide you on your way. And even if it's just mapping out options for the short-term step you're going to take, it doesn't have to be like long, long long-term, this is what I want. It can still be really helpful. So that could look like I could look for jobs in these two fields on Indeed. I could update my LinkedIn and explore my network there and see who works for companies I might be interested in. I could email so-and-so to catch up and see if they know of any job openings at their company or something like doing an online certification so you're a better candidate for X position. So just things like that um, can really help break you out of that identity crisis slash confusion slash uncertainty. So the next action step I want to talk about is being in the right spaces, both online and in real life. So I talked about that before going to this networking event alone the universe, all of that stuff, but it also is important to be in the right spaces online, and obviously that's more important now than ever because we're not doing a ton of in-person networking right now. Um, Following people and joining memberships, um, if that's something you're interested in, and just overall being connected with people who might be able to help you make the next step, it can be really great. So again, leaving some of those links in the show notes obviously you can't get anywhere without knowing people. (laughs) We know this by now. Uh, So networking emails are a really helpful tool that you can use. That's what I did once I picked a real option, parentheses interior design, and said, okay, what am I going to do with it? Obviously I didn't have an interior design background, so I just had to network and see where one thing would lead. Um, The first thing I want to say about this is don't be offended if people don't answer and cast a wide net so that You end up with some responses if you only pick five of the coolest most interesting people in the field in your area i mean all five of them might not answer you and that's nothing personal that's just how this goes so definitely cast a wide net and send your email to a lot of different people if someone can introduce you to somebody that's obviously great but i've had luck with these cold emails too and then another tip for making your email stand out a little bit more and making them more inclined to answer and eventually meet up or chat with you is to try and add value to them too. So instead of just asking I'd love to learn more about this industry, could we grab coffee, blah blah blah, try and add something that you can give them. Uh, For me, and I think this works in a lot of different industries, I was saying if you have any projects that need an extra set of hands, please let me know. I would love to see what this is like firsthand and that's just something that might grab their attention and It shows your enthusiasm, if nothing else, and maybe they actually do have something that you could help them with. Emails aren't the only way to network. Obviously, LinkedIn can be a huge tool in networking, so make sure your LinkedIn's popping and (laughs) just see who's in your network. See where they work, see who they know, um, and you'll be surprised how far you can get just with that. The next thing I want to talk about is making sure you have your story straight. This is for people like me who have been jumping around from job to job since graduation or maybe had a stint of unemployment, especially, again, now with COVID. And just make sure that your story makes sense and that you feel confident and comfortable with it and that it's really speaking to the skills that you've gotten out of whatever situation you've been in. Even in unemployment, oh, I took XYZ certification online, I read this really great book. Like, have things to say that show that what you've been doing has still helped you become a better candidate and that was hard for me as time went on because it was even more jumpy and things were even more all over the place but eventually I figured it out um and especially at this age it's pretty normal to jump around and figure out what you like so as long as you can be really clear about what's been going on it's definitely okay to have I don't want to call it a spotty resume but a resume that sort of jumps around all right guys I'm here to talk about the biggie redefining your dream job. I'm really excited to talk about this because it's my newest revelation in this whole career conversation and I only figured this out within the past few months. So first I'll just say why I didn't want to do wedding planning and hospitality anymore and there's just two main reasons. One of them is work-life balance. I watched all of my bosses in internships and my first big girl job as I call it have no life outside of work. They were at the office so, so late and brides would call them at any hour of the day and never consider that they had other things going on or other clients that they needed to be working with. And I just watched that and I was like, I don't think I want that. And not to say that I'm not down for hard work because I definitely am, but There's still a balance and some people are cool with marrying their job and, no pun intended, and working all the time and I realized that just wasn't for me in the way that maybe high school me thought it was. So that's the first main reason. And then the other thing is the lack of creativity. Wedding planning was so appealing to me at 18 because of the creative aspect. I wanted to help with floral and designs and tablescapes and color palettes and all of that fun stuff. And I realized that I really wasn't getting much of that with any of my experiences in the wedding planning industry. And people who do have that, I learned, just a quick side note, like they're even more... Lacking in a work-life balance because they're all independent wedding planners instead of like working for a hotel like I did So if you're doing all that fun design stuff, you're also doing everything else So that kind of looked like a lose-lose for me So those are the two reasons why I was like, I think I have to figure something else out That was what my dream job became somewhere. I could be really creative and have my ideas and you know play with color and All of those types of things, because that's what drew me to that to begin with. Uh, But now I've sort of redefined it. I thought that to have a job be a dream job, you had to be in love with what you do. And I learned that maybe that's not quite it, especially when you're first getting your start. I took a course recently on career clarity, because that's how desperate I am, to be honest with you. And that helped me learn what my values and my core motivators were. Mine ended up being time and self-expression, which led me to an aha moment because it was so validating because time is work-life balance and self-expression is the creativity piece. So out of the 10 or so motivators that this course offered, those are the two that came up. And I was like, oh my god, so if those are the two things that are most important to me, of course, wedding planning in the way that I was doing it wasn't going to cut it anymore. So looking through, looking through, trying to find different jobs, working at this staging job, I just... I don't know, I started to see some other things pop up that I had literally never considered before in terms of what made a dream job, and those are consistency and stability. They're not as flashy as creativity and self-expression, but I've come to learn that right now in this stage of my life, they're even more important. So consistency and stability, what do I mean by that? As I've said, I'm kind of hopping around from part-time job to part-time job, exploring all these different things. That's not super stable schedule-wise or financially, and I need more stability in both categories. (laughs) And also, turning 25, your girl needs benefits soon. I'm lucky enough to still be on my mom's insurance, and I definitely need to get my own, (laughs) and these part-time jobs are not hitting that mark. So I've redefined my dream job in that Having stability and consistency and a community of people around me that I feel like want to help me grow and want to help me reach my potential is way more important than being surrounded by creativity in the actual job. Finding a company where I really align with their values and their culture has been just as exciting, if not more, because it also has the guarantee for that stability piece. And I just think my life as a whole will be better once things are a little bit more stable for me. So, like I teased earlier in the episode, I applied to a big company and definitely shot for the stars because this one is pretty hard to get into and I was like, let's just aim high to begin with and then see where we go from there. Um... I just want to see what happens with it, and if that doesn't work out, I'll try something else, and you never have to feel trapped in the decision you make or the step you take towards a particular decision, because you can always change your mind and try something different if one thing doesn't end up working out. So, that's my new outlook on what a dream job is. It might not be the flashiest, most glamorous job you could possibly imagine. It might be looking for those other things that you really want out of a job, and then oh, I almost forgot to say this somehow, being able to use that free time to use your creativity or your passion projects in other ways. Um, if Even if I'm working more hours, if I have more stable hours, I'll be able to schedule in time for other things that fuel my creativity spark. Maybe side hustle, that kind of thing. So I feel really excited about it. And Maybe it seems obvious, or maybe you're having an aha moment listening to this too, but I just wasn't thinking that way before. Like, whoa, you can do your passions outside of work? Like, you don't need to have them be the same thing. Yes, we spend a lot of time at work, but there's other things that can make your job something you love. Like I said, the community, the stability, and all of that stuff. So that is how I redefined my dream job. To recap, you're not alone if you feel lost in terms of building up your career, A lot of us are in the same boat. There's enough time, regardless of your age, but especially if you're in your 20s, you can try so many things until you figure out what's right for you. Every time you take a step, it's a step in the right direction because it's always better than having done nothing. You definitely don't want to end up irrelevant like it says in The Defining Decade because that's scary. And lastly, try not to get overwhelmed with the limitless options that exist in today's world and get clear on a few that excite you. Dimitri recently asked me if I could go back to, say, when I graduated, if I would do things differently, like maybe working straight out of school for, like, the past three years and saving tons of money so we could have more flexibility and choice now. But ultimately, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and what I want for my future through this bumpy road, and I really wouldn't change it. I think that as I move into my late 20s and my 30s, I'll know what opportunities are worth going after and I'll be able to make better, more educated career decisions based on the uncertain years that I'm going through right now. So I wouldn't change it. It'd be nice to have a down payment for some bougie condo sitting in my savings account, but at the end of the day, I really think that the past three years, and I would guess the next few years too, are a really integral part of me figuring out Not only what I want to do with my life, but who I am as a person, too, because I think those things are really intertwined. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that you enjoyed hearing my experience with career and industry changes, and I would really, really love to hear from you with what you're going through and what you're struggling with and what has worked well for you. So please, please, please connect with us on Instagram at Girls with Tats and DM us and uh, look out for our stories. I'll have some Q&As up there this week about how career has been going for you post-grad. Um and that's it. So please send this to somebody you think might like it, somebody struggling with finding a new job right now. And as always, go over and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you have the time. We really, really appreciate it. We've had some really amazing reviews uh, over there and we are so, so grateful. So thank you again. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a great week. Bye guys!